Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. In the listening audience, we're back. Did you miss us? You know you missed us. We missed you. Welcome back to Beverly Hills 90210. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It is, what is it, February... No, it's March. No, it's March. <laughs> it's March. March 2nd. March 2nd, 1995. And we're back. We've had a bit of a... What would you say, uh, an absence? A sabbatical? Yes. We we had some technical issues. We had some technical issues with... I've been getting fancy with the audio equipment, and we had some technical issues with that, and then Carol and I decided to go on a... Road trip! Lover's holiday. <laughs> or road trip, I guess. Lover's holiday. What do you want to call it? Road trip? Oh. Yeah, I guess you did say that. <laughs> No no suspense there. But it was awesome. It was so fun. It was fun. We went to Florida. Yes, we hit the beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to go to Disney because it's Disney. And you got the sniffles. It sounds like because you keep sniffing in the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Coming back to this cold weather, what do you expect? But we also had time to watch Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, we did. This episode was called, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We're on the first season still, right. obviously. And this one featured a special guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was Matthew Perry from, uh, the, from Friends, the, the guy who plays Chandler. Yeah, the dude from Friends. With all the jokes. The one, the hit show of, yeah. of this season. But he's the funny one. On that show, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was in this really, episode, he's not. No, funny. he's pretty serious. But it was really cool to uh, see him like looking so young and spry. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird because it's only like what five years before. Yeah, he's aged mm-hmm. quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, hmm. he definitely looks a lot older. And now maybe they were trying to make him look younger because he was in high school, but maybe. he definitely looks a lot older now. I mean, I think he looks fine now, but in comparison to the way he looked then, yeah. it's like he got, you know, ridden hard and put away wet. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyways, um, the last episode was the one where the girls did the breast exam, yeah. right? Yeah. And in that episode... Brenda had to reschedule her SATs to get her test done. And Brandon ended up walking out of his SATs because he was worried about her. All right. This episode, everybody, including them, gets their SAT results. I know, it's weird. Very weird. There should be delayed a little bit, you would think. You would think. That that kind of bothered me. But But anyway, that's a very small part of the, the episode. I'm sorry. Would you want to just hop right into the big shit? No, go ahead. You, you, it's, this is your rodeo. It is. Mm-hmm. So um, Donna doesn't want to tell anybody what she got. She's like totally avoiding it, like acting like they didn't come. And mm-hmm. yeah. 
obvious, obvious that she was not happy with her score. And it turns out that she got, what did she get? Like a 620. Yeah. Really, really bad. Both Brendan and Brandon and Brendan and Brandon yes. and Brenda <laughs> got eleven ninety. But didn't they get the opposite? Like yeah. in math and and she did better verbal? in math and he did better in verbal. Yeah, it was kind of funny, but they ended up with the same score. So yeah, um, twins. <laughs> so Donna gets super depressed. Yeah. And she's like, just thinks she's an idiot, and well, in starts defense, acting out. <laughs> in her defense, she does seem like an idiot. She does a little bit, yeah. But um, Brandon is working on the senior spotlight piece, yeah, for the school paper, and he gets the like golden child, the tennis player. I can't remember his name. But Matthew Perry. <laughs> Grant, I think? Yeah, maybe. Or was that his dad? I think his dad was... Ro- maybe, was he Robert? Or was his dad Robert? Somebody a- was a Robert. Axelrod or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Rich guy names, because they're rich guys. Yeah. Um, Thurston Howell the third. Right. So he gets him to agree to you know be the subject of the senior thing. And... He, he come to find out that he is like way less happy with his life than it appears. Like, oh, that's right, old boy. I'm not as not as happy as I would seem to be. I mean, just in the very beginning, you know, he's playing tennis, and 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 we find out that he's actually imagining someone's head on the ball when he hits it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says that's the key. Right. And he slams the <laughs> fuck out of it. <laughs> And um, in the course of Brandon interviewing him, he mentions that he wrote a screenplay, mm-hmm. which he says everyone in you know Los Angeles has, um, and that no one has read it, including his father, who's working on getting him an agent. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Now I called this. I'd you li- did. I'd like to say you did. They also have a, a collection of guns. Yes. Apparently, more than just like, hey, these are guns for self defense, or we like looking at these guns. Like they, they, they've got a Walther PPK, which uh, I believe is James, the James Bond gun, but apparently it belonged to Dashell Hammett, the writer. Yeah, they've got quite the collection, and um, it's a little intimidating. Like I get nervous around guns. If I walked in that yeah. house, I would not be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I guess. But, um, yeah, they've got all these guns, and, and Mark immediately says that uh, this kid's gonna gonna kill himself. Yeah, it's Chekhov's gun. So I was like, that gun's, like, they pick up that gun, I'm like, that gun's gonna be used or thre- at least threatened to be used. Right. And um, so Brandon wants to read this kid's screenplay, and he agrees. And it turns out as he's reading it, and he's and Brand, Brenda actually steals it from him. She's like, oh, I want to read it. And mm-hmm. So they're reading together. Um, turns out that the kid has a plan to shoot his father. Yeah. After having sex with some blonde chick. Right. There's a lot of sex in this thing, apparently. Right. And he's written himself as the main character. It's, like, obvious that this is him and his dad. And hasn't changed his name or his car or Anything. the house. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's... Brandon's like a little overreacting, I think. I mean, like the whole time I'm thinking uh, it's just a story. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking, too, because 
Brandon's freaked out because he thinks that this dude's going to kill his dad. I mean, just because you write a story doesn't mean you're actually going to do it. Exactly. Like I've, I've written a lot of stories about killing people. Yes. He he wrote a story about a freaking serial killer mm-hmm. that um still kind of terrifies me. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're such a good writer, so that's kind of a compliment, but yeah. It, it's kind of creepy what your brain can come up with. Mm-hmm. So he he's like all freaking out. He's talking to Andrea, calling her on the like rap line or help line or whatever, asking the, the rap line, right, what to do. And um, it's Andrea on the rap line. How are you? What's so, your suicide attempt today? <laughs> and doesn't is it her or his dad or somebody says you know maybe he just needs a friend. His dad. Yeah. So his, yeah, his dad says just talk. His dad gives the only good advice in the entire episode right. where he's like just talk to him. Talk to him and t- tell him like what you're afraid of and what you're thinking, and then you know, like he, yeah, like you said, he said maybe he just needs a friend. So that's what Brandon's trying to do is just you know be this dude's friend and hang out with him and stuff. Um, which seems- but there's clues all over the place because he, g- he gives him like two tickets to the Dodgers. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you you're gonna go with me, and he's like, no, I won't be around. Yeah, and then he says. Um, they're driving in his Porsche, in Matthew Perry's Porsche, and Brandon's like, oh, I love this car. And he goes, I'll be sure to leave it to you in my will. Right. Like, like the, it's very obvious as as it goes on what's going to happen, and Brandon doesn't pick up on any of it. No. And um, when Brandon's at his house, the, the kid's dad gets a letter from, was it Stanford? Yeah. Well, the kid got the letter from yeah. Stanford, but his dad hands it to him. And he's like looking a little thin, like kind of jerky. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that to my kid in front of right. their friend. Like that'd be embarrassing. Looks like you got rejected, you fuck. And he's talking about how, you know, if you just do it my way, you know, I'll mm-hmm. have to pull the strings for you, but you want to try it on your own. So like basically this kid has wanted to accomplish something without it just being because his dad's his dad. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, failed. He, yeah, he's a failure. Um <laughs> But so the background of this is that the dad is a completely self-made person. He started from nothing. He built uh, this company up, and now apparently he owns half of Orange County. Right. So you can kind of see where the dad comes from because they have a couple fights in the course of the episode, and the dad's like, uh, you know, don't uh, you know take my show of love or whatever and throw it in my face. And Matthew Perry's like, this isn't about love, you know, because because Matthew Perry thinks that. His dad wants is basically that his dad just treats him like a thing. Like he's another reflection of his dad's success. Right. He's not his own person. But from his dad's point of view, it's like, hey, I had to struggle for years to accomplish this or do that, you know, and he wants to save his son years of struggle by, you know, being able to provide for him because he's put himself in a position where he can do that. Yeah, I mean it makes it makes total sense. He's mm-hmm. not a total jerk, just a no. little jerk, I guess. He just doesn't understand that it, the struggle is part of it. Is part of struggling and then you know accomplishing your goals or or being successful. That's you know if if it was just handed to you as Matthew Perry is discovering, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. It's not his accomplishments. Like you know he's writing this screenplay. If he gets him an agent and he gets it produced. And everyone tells him it's great because his dad is this super powerful and rich guy. 
How does he ever know if he's really talented or not? Right. Yeah, that would be that would be really hard to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, I guess with something like a screenplay, I guess eventually it would get to the public and then you'd know. Right. But what a kick in the stomach if it wasn't any good. Right. And everyone the whole way told you it was great because your dad's this guy and then the public hates it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So after this incident where like he and his dad are kind of arguing in front of Brandon, mm-hmm. Brandon goes out to the car to grab his books and he's going to walk home and he finds the gun in the car. And apparently he just puts it back. I yeah. Guess. Like, yeah, he didn't take it. So weird. But I mean, the kid's been shooting since he was six. Yeah. So to me, it kind of makes sense that he always be packing if he's like that much of a gun enthusiast yeah or at least yeah at least have it nearby probably Mm -hmm. so i mean still that's not totally suspicious to me but after that he doesn't show up to school the next day Mm -hmm. so now brandon's like really worried and he does a stupid thing right where he goes to their house and knocks on the door no one answers yeah it's raining. <laughs> and he remembers in the screenplay that the key was under this rock, so he looks flower and finds yeah, flower pot and finds it. Totally stupid, as I said, by the way, when when this scene is going because the, the scene in the script like it, it's they film it so you're supposed to think it's real, but it's pretty obvious that it's just Brandon reading the script. Right. But Matthew Perry gets this key, unlocks the door, and the first thing I said was why it's his house why wouldn't he have a key yeah that doesn't make any sense but then he goes into his dad's study or whatever and shoots him and i guess that's like the climax of the the screenplay but yeah the only reason that's in there is so that brandon can later find the key right so he stupidly lets himself into this dark house late at night with a bunch of gun enthusiasts like he's the one who's trying to die by the way, how stupid is it to write in a screenplay exactly where you keep your spare key from your mansion? Right? <laughs> yeah, he's not the brightest bulb. So, Brandon can't find anybody, and he's just continues to be worried, but at least he didn't find a dead body. Right. And then he finally figures out the next day. I don't I don't remember what makes it click to him. He doesn't figure it out. I thought it they the way they the way they film it and and the way he reacts, I thought he figured it out, uh-huh. but he still doesn't. He he's talking to Andrea, and he can't figure out where this dude is. And then he remembers the li- a line from the screenplay uh, when he's about to bang this uh, this blonde chick, uh, where he says, "No phone, no dad, no distractions," and it's like the little pool house, yeah, right. So Brandon's like you know, oh my God, cover for me, I gotta go. Because you think like, oh, he finally figured it out that he's not gonna kill his dad, that he's gonna kill himself. And he rushes to the pool house where Matthew Perry is. But then he says to him, he's like, look, you know, I know you're angry at him and everything, but you don't have to kill your dad. (laughs) Right. So he still thinks he's gonna kill his dad, even though he's hiding in the pool. It's like, he should have figured that out. Yeah. And Matthew Perry's like, I'm not gonna kill my dad, you know? And he's, he's like, I'll still be a failure anyway, even if I did that. Although he would have succeeded at killing his dad. So yeah. I mean. um, and I guess he is kind of a failure here because oh. he goes to kill himself. That's terrible. But Brandon's like, no, you know, don't do it and whatever, you know, 
what do your friend what do your friends will think or something I don't know and he says I don't have any friends and Brandon says I'm your friend and he's like give me the gun and then it's so weird I guess it's supposed to be like realistic but he's like like it's a like it's a hot stove that he doesn't right? want to touch his gun he's like he keeps like going towards it and he's like pulls back and then he's like uh, uh, and well, finally he grabs the gun for away from him he's afraid that he's gonna like pull the trigger and he doesn't want to like knock it and make it go off or whatever i mean yeah, i get it i understand i'd be scared too. it's like when i get really excited sometimes in bed and <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to knock into it because it might go off <laughs> wow that was just wrong uh, <laughs> so brandon um it kind of ends with him visiting uh, the rich dude in the hospital. Yeah, in the psych ward. And on the way in, Psycho. he sees the, the dad coming out, and the dad says they're both going to get help. So, yeah. you know, that's positive. And um, oh, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No. Okay. He uh, he brings, it's so cute, he brings a little, like, portable TV. Yeah. So that they can watch the game together. Because, you know, it's the time when that game that he got tickets for. He on. gave... He gave Dylan and Steve the tickets to the game, and I want to see that scene of <laughs> Dylan sitting next to Steve watching right. the the Dodgers game. There was a funny thing, too, in this earlier, like, Rich Kid has a nice car, Dylan has a nice car, oh, yeah. and Brandon's in the Rich Kid's car, and Brenda's in Dylan's car. And they pull up next to each other, and Matthew Perry's character is like, hey, want to see what, our, what these cars can do? Mm-hmm. And Dylan just looks at me. He's like, "No, I already know what mine can do." All right. He he does not act like a teenage boy ever, ever. Well, you have to remember that when they filmed this, he was forty seven years old. So. <laughs> right. But I mean, the way his character is is written, it's just weird. Like like I said, I think he has to be an old soul or something. I think he does not seem to, like a young man. I think he's supposed to be like James Dean. I think that's the. I think that's the idea. Was James Dean, like, totally chill all the time? Uh, I mean, like, in the movies that he was in? I guess. Um, not all the time, because, you know, of course, there's the famous, you're tearing me apart, you know, <laughs> but, but um, I think, although that is kind of a Dylan thing to do, too, honestly. That's uh, true. He's he, not chill all the time. But, uh, but I, the parts that he played, he was, like, the wise teenager yeah okay from the the couple movies that i've seen him in like giant and rebel without a cause you know so you know brandon's sitting here watching the game with this guy and it's like oh they're friends and they're smiling at each other and you know we're never going to see him again yeah just like all the girls brandon dates no relationships made ever last in the show I think brandon's a serial killer <laughs> i think brandon just gets close to these people and then off-screen murders them and dumps their body, and then we never see them again. Right, the backyard's just full of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That's um, why they don't have a dog. Right? <laughs> Donna, um, one final thing on Donna. Oh, yeah. She. It turns out that she has a learning disability, mm-hmm. and so she's going to get to take the SATs and have them read to her and no time limit. Yeah, sometimes I wish that we could watch this, like, real time and and record this while we're actually watching the episode. Right. Because, not to toot my own horn, but uh, but I thought I had a pretty funny line when she's like, the counselor's 
explained to her. She's like, well, you know, maybe we can we can do an oral exam, you know, and and um, we uh, we don't have to have a time limit. And uh, Donna said, oh, we can do that. And my response was, of course, you're rich and white. <laughs> right. Anything you want. But yeah, so uh, that was um, that was basically the episode. Yep, that was that was the show this week. So, what did you think of uh, what did you think of it? Um, I mean, it was. I think it was like a slightly above average episode for them. I really, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was fine. I liked Matthew Perry. That was the most interesting thing, and he's a pretty good actor too. Yeah, like when they when he's given. Like uh, some serious, like meaty role. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was. I'm, I'm interested to see him in more stuff. Yeah. Well, that is our episode for the week. Uh, Carol, why don't you take us home? So, you know, go ahead and write us and subscribe to like our newsletter thingy and um, give us like the stars and stuff. Right. And right. Um, you can write us at. Late fee nineteen ninety four at AOL dot com. That's right. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.